You're listening to Arrowhead Radio. He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he's good. You can't steer a boat that's not moving. We need, we as Christians, we need to start opening our mouths. And it says that he who believes on the Son has life, and he that does not believe um, does not have life, and the wrath of God abides on him. Uh, to me, one of the greatest things God did to me was give me peace, give me a hope, give me a promise. And I thought, I have eternal life. I'm, I'm bound for heaven and it's, it's forever. I'm Mark Dana. And I'm Venus Cote. And this is Hope to the Nations. Venus, would you like to tell us how you met Joy? I moved to Fredericton, and uh, it's been about 19, 20 years since I've known Donnie and Joy, and I moved to Fredericton thinking, not thinking, knowing that I was going to minister amongst the Native people there. Um, Someone mentioned uh, uh, Don and Joy Nash and Martin and Sue Bear, and it took a while for uh, me to finally get to meet them, but I met them. And, uh, and then that's when uh, the Bible study started on the reserve, and I started I attending the Bible study. And um, you introduced us to Joy, right? Yeah. Ruth Ann and Joy. I. Yeah. Um, where were we at the time? I can't remember. Your house. We were oh, at, at Venus's yes. house. She right. had us over there for, a, and you had Martin and Sue there, and yes, Liz was yes, there I remember and, that. Yeah, and we were living in Quebec at the time, That's and we right. were there yeah. visiting Venus. Yeah, now I remember. Now I remember how it all goes together. Yeah, well, it's been a while, so yeah. Yes, it's great to be here and talking about the things that matter to us. Joy has an amazing testimony of what God has done in her life and. Uh, maybe Joy, would you like to share with us some of your story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was. I've been. I've lived in New Brunswick most of my life. Um, I was born into a family of my parents were Christians, and uh, we, there was ten children in our family. And uh, my mother and father, being Christians, they they taught us in the ways of God. Took us to church uh, on Sundays, and of course they went to, to church. Sometimes we would. Uh, they would. There were too many of us to get all get in the car at the same time after they got to the tenth child. So, well, what we would do? The older one would stay home and babysit, and we'd take turns. Like there was three older ones that would take turns and babysit the the younger ones. And of course, my mom always took the baby with her because she knew that would be a little more of a challenge for us mm-hmm. to try to care for the baby. And they also would pick up people. There was a lot of people in our community that would go to church, but they had no drive. So, so my parents would would uh, pick them up and maybe a couple of their children, and uh, that's kind of how we grew up. We were we very seldom showed up at church with just people oh, from our own you. family. <laughs> so, but anyway, I was very I'm very blessed, and I look back. I even go back another generation be, besides that, and my mom, her parents were Christians as well, and uh, they would visit. Uh, they lived in the Miramichi area about two hours north of us. Now, in them days, I suppose it would be farther. It would take longer to get to Fredericton. But um, they would come, and they would spend some time with us on 
probably about two or three times a year, and they were people of prayer. And so I was. I heard a lot of conversations growing up in the kitchen, you know, about about God and about different. Of course, they talked about Elijah and, and different ones in the Bible. They were quite intrigued with their stories. And um, so I I remember like when my grandparents was there, they always would put chairs around the, in the in the kitchen. They'd put them all in a circle, and we would all kneel there and pray and have family altar. And of course, when I went to my grandparents' house, they were always they always did that, and they always put an extra chair just in case somebody came in from the community, okay. and uh, they would they would uh, be welcome to pray because they nobody stopped praying when they came; they just joined, joined in. in yeah. yeah, and so people knew that, and so they would show up there at a certain time because they usually had the family altar at a certain time. So I've been I've been really blessed with with all those things in my life. And then, uh, as the kids, of course, and when we went to school, I went to to a rural a rural school, and um, the they were they did the Bible reading there and and uh, had prayer as well. They always said the Lord's prayer, and uh, so we had that as well. You know, that was a a time that you can look back on, and it was a, a rich time in your life because children today don't have that. They don't. A lot of schools don't. You know, they're not centered around the. The scripture no not at all and so uh i w- was blessed in so many areas but i remember as a child walking to school and i thought to myself i thought you know i I've, i'm thinking about heaven and hell here you know and i thought you know there's only two places to go and i thought you know god knows he he knows everything he knows the end from the beginning right and i thought he knows if i'm going, if i'm going to heaven or hell and i thought what if it's hell <laughs> and i thought i, I got to change the, you know make sure that <clears throat> excuse me that it doesn't be hell right you started to think about that i started thinking that about that young and i don't think i was more than like 8 or 9 when i remember that happening i just thought oh i got to do something about that i'm the only one that can right Oh yeah. Yes, and later on in life, of course, I would come to the realization that God don't have have any grandchildren; He only has children, mm-hmm. right? So it's uh, it's no matter how uh, what your parents done or what uh, church they attended or what their experience was, uh, it doesn't help you when you when you stand before God because we're we're individually uh, we have to accept Christ as our Savior by ourselves, right? Yes. It's an individual walk. We, our parents can't do it for us, nor our grandparents, that's no right. matter how godly they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. So yeah. personally, I think we've come to that decision in our lives too, and it's great that you had that heritage. Yes, I'm, I'm blessed, and I know that uh, when I share that testimony, I know it's it's a unique one because I know not everybody. I know there is some people, but there's not everybody that had that that blessing in their lives and that privilege. You know, to know Christ at a, and to to be taught that, like even on my mother's knee, you know. So, did you always stick with your faith throughout your whole life? I always stuck with my faith. I wasn't perfect. I, I and I'm, I'm not perfect today, <laughs> but I serve one that's perfect. <laughs> but yes. uh, the thing is, is that um, that I I always had that faith in my heart. I never deviated from that faith ever. That's that's yeah. wonderful. And then, of course, when I got married, um, my husband and I were we were just young when we got married, and uh, I never strayed from that faith. and And my husband wasn't of this faith, uh, you know, the same faith I was, and he didn't uh, 
um, he, he, at first he wasn't that interested much in spiritual things, but I just sort of held held it to the. I just held myself steady, and and um, I he. But he always supported me, you know, in in anything I would do, and. Uh, I, I used to I w- attended a church in the community and took our children there and I taught Sunday school there for a while too and um, I also was a secretary there for a while <laughs> in that church and so uh, and he always supported me in those things you know so um, I was I'm thankful for that and then eventually Don started going to church too and and uh, he uh, he changed his life and he become as uh, Serious about it as I was. So he's from uh, St. Mary's. Yes. Uh, yeah, St. Mary's community. Yes, that's right. St. Mary's First Nations community, yes. So, and uh, Don and I was married for 52 years, and then he, he, uh, he passed away um, two and a half years ago. I've had the uh, privilege to interact with him and uh, yeah. hear here at Arrowhead even. And, yes. Uh, yeah. His yeah. testimony uh, continues, continues on. Yes, it even does. Even after his yes. home going. Yeah. I know he had a favorite verse and that was like, it's, uh, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that was one of his favorite verses. I can remember when he got sick and we were having our weekly Bible study Tuesday nights and he wanted us to come over and he'd be in bed and we'd be doing a Bible study and, and we'd be praying and he, right to the end, he just, he, he just wanted more of God's word and uh, I had and have so much respect for him and I was saying earlier that uh, um, talking about God in whom he calls together as mates and he makes no mistakes and to uh, become that couple that he ordained you to be it was a struggle at first but you uh, served with him together and you traveled together Mm. and uh, and I was saying you are a wife you were a mother and uh, you, um, uh, y- it was that God did that, and He He blessed your marriage, and He has so much uh, respect from the community, even though He's He's gone, that uh, His legacy still carries on, and even though He's gone, you're left carrying the torch and you told us a story about uh joshua can you tell us about that story yeah uh, i was talking about uh i was been reading lately and of course in the book uh, i've read the first uh, five books of the old testament there and and i just ended in deuteronomy and of course it tells the story how moses uh led the people of uh each of israel out of egypt to the promised land mm-hmm. and then it come to the time where moses uh he, uh, he, of course, Moses had, had had disobeyed at one point, and he, he he became angry when he was leading the people at one point, and he struck a rock and he struck it twice, and he was and he was angry, and so God told him, He said, "You you won't be going to the promised land, 
because uh, because of that, right? Uh, we know that won't stop Moses from going to heaven, but that one thing that he was headed for was the promised land, and he was faithful, and he was obedient in so many ways in leading those people. But it come the time when um, when God told Moses, he said, Moses, he said, uh, he said, I'll take you up, he said, on a mountain. His brother had, had went up a mountain too, Aaron, and he died up there. And so he said, I'll take you up that mount, up a mountain, and then he said, I'll let you look out over. And he let him look out over all the, the land, all in the distance where, he, where the promised land was. Mm. Let him see that whole thing. He said, I'll show it to you, but, but, you, but you can't go there. So, um, so he, he did that. And, of course, when Moses went up there, he had, his eyesight was excellent. The Bible says his eyesight was excellent, and he and he was he was vigorous. He he was youthful, but he went up there to die because that was the time had come. And uh, when he before he died, of course, he passed the torch on to to Joshua. And uh, I I've often feel like that, like like that myself, like Joshua. The the way that I've read that beginning, it said that he was uh, he it seemed like he wasn't he was fearful. He was fearful, and so God spoke to him four times in that in, in through that Bible and told him to fear not and be to be courageous, and uh, I just thought that was kind of like kind of suiting for my situation, you know. I yeah. thought about Moses and how that you know he was such a strong, great leader, and he done an amazing job bringing all those people. There was three million of them that came there, and then there was some of them that uh, there were some situations through that that happened. Not easy, eh? No, it wasn't easy, but he was an excellent leader. And it's funny that he thought he needed a speaker. He needed Aaron, his brother, to be his mouthpiece, but he really didn't need him because God God anointed him for that job. And I guess through it, uh, <laughs> there were some situations that arose because he ch he got Aaron to help him because Aaron was the one that helped him build the golden calf. <laughs> it didn't work out so good. <laughs> and it didn't work out so good. And I often think, you know, like when we do things God's ways, they're always they're always perfect, right? Yep. But if we choose to uh, put our ideas into it and do it our way, it usually ends up with something uh, in the end that doesn't turn out like it should, like like God wants it or intended it to be. Can you think of uh, back in your life in a time where you were afraid, but then God helped you? Well, I, I guess probably, you know, having faced with the, the death of my husband, that was a fearful time. It wouldn't be, yeah. Yeah. But so, how I, did God help you? Oh, I just... I just uh, leaned on him every, every, all, all my waking times, <laughs> all my waking hours and minutes, yeah. Because I, I didn't. Uh, there was the uh, only strength I could figure where I could be. Only place I could go to be strengthened was was in God. And uh, Bible tells us not to lean on the arm of flesh. Yeah. You have to lean on God, and and I guess I learned that through the years t to lean on God. Like uh, Moses and Aaron. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we've had we've had some great examples throughout the Word of God um, of great people that did great things because they had a great God. Yeah, and not because they were great in themselves. No, right? no, no. It's not about us being great; it's about Him. It really yeah, is. Yeah, we not. serve a good God. Yeah. Well, we're so glad that you can come and share your story with us. Yes, I'm happy to share it as well. You know the. Uh, we never know who's listening sometimes that uh, that needs that kind of a of a testimony, you know, because people are struggling and they they don't know where to turn sometimes. But uh, 
God is always there. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. When we ask him into our lives, he comes and lives within us. And he's right there. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he wants relationship with us. That's, that's, why, that's why he saved us, was for a relationship. And so many times people are busy themselves with everything else and they, they don't go to, you know, take the time for that relationship. And that's what God wants from us. That is really absolutely important, isn't it? Absolutely. A relationship yep. with God and with one another. Yeah, that's right. Because he yet says that's so hmm. far down on our list sometimes. I know. Yeah, because the Bible says, "When you are strengthened, go strengthen your brother or your sister." So we are called to do that. Yeah, we're uh, we're not just in it ourselves, are we? No, that's right. It's great to have brothers and sisters. Absolutely. They had called Don, Papa Don. Yes. Where did that come from? Actually, Sue Bear and her sister started calling him Papa Don. They were the ones. When we, when we started to attend the Bible school to study there on St. Mary's, The Sue and her sister put that name on him. As they called him Papa Don. I've often heard uh, Sue say at one time when they came to the Lord, she and Martin, that you and Donnie became spiritual parents to uh, the Bears and also the Pauls. And you just took them under your under your wing. And that uh, had a special place for them because you, you walked with them, you... Uh, in a sense, discipled them, and and you were there for them, and uh, they they talk about how much so much respect that they had that they have for him because and yourself because you were parents and you uh, you were spiritual leaders, if I can say spiritual giants in in respect to whom uh, you and your husband were and, and and how much love that you had for them and the Bible study and for the native people. It was, uh, it was an, in, for me, for myself, it was an encouragement to be able to uh, fall into that and uh, not by accident, but God's uh, uh, divine appointment and to, and to be able to be a part of that. And, and he'd always tell me, stay strong. Keep walking with him, Venus. Keep walking with him. And those were the best encouragement. Uh, those were the best words of encouragement that I could have received from him because I knew that he, he loved us and I knew that he cared for us and he had a word for each and every one of us. And uh, and you were parents, that uh, spiritual parents that we've never had. And that was a blessing in itself. Well, yeah, I... Um you know, when you're talking like that, I can relate to all the, everything you've said, you know. But I guess we didn't realize we were parenting in a sense, but it, we just did it because it was the right thing to do, you know. Just come alongside and just kind of keep everything kind of moving, you know. And, and I guess that you just had the confidence in us as well, you know. And, of course, our confidence was in God, and so we were all going to the right source. And by uh, the grace of God, the the group is still mm. going on, right? Which yeah. is really mm-hmm. like yeah. Moses passing the baton to Joshua. Yes, yeah. And uh, I really think that's how things work, right? That's right. It doesn't just happen. No, no. We have to be careful, you know, because there's a lot of voices out there. Mm. But the one thing we've always put our faith and trust is in the Word of God. 
because you can find a lot of of suggestions. A mm-hmm. lot of people have ideas, but you've got to go to God's word when you're confronted with a situation and you don't know what to do. Don't like you can discuss it among each other, mm-hmm. but make sure that what you're concluding is what God's word says because his word I, I haven't found any subject yet that I wondered about that I didn't find an answer for in his word that's right and when we study his word we dig out the treasures there's treasures in his word you know we can uh, we can read it and say yes I read it and lay it down right mm-hmm. but what, what I've learned to do is to pray before I read it as well. I'm mm-hmm. sure you folks do the same. And pray and say, Lord, if there's something here that you want to, to stand out to me, I ask you to open up my understanding. Give me ears to hear and eyes to see what your word is saying. Mm-hmm. So that I follow you. Because he's, he's the one that knows where to go, right? He is. And so that that's and his word, I think about that verse in in Psalms, one nineteen and one o five. It says, "Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway," and that that is a verse that I that I say you know I sort of um, think about many times you know because it's so accurate you know really? it's it's such a good direction because it's like a lamp is just if a lamp sort of. Um, just shows you up close, but a light can shine on out further, you know? And mm-hmm. it says, a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway. And we're, uh, we're called to be the, the lights. We don't even know it sometimes, right? Oh. We're, we're just, because we love Him. Yes. And you know, the darker, the darker that the place is that you're in, the darkness that's around you, the, light, the brighter your light shows. Because you can take a long, long area, a big area that's black, and you can light a little match in the corner, and everybody's everybody would be right focused on that match, and that's not a very big light. So if you're if you've got the light of Christ in your life, and you go into a place that's darkness, it doesn't matter because that light will shine as long as you hold steady and hold to His word, and yep. be faithful, because He said, "He that has called you is faithful." And and when we're together. The more lights together, that's also, like, multiplied, right? Yes, it is. Yes. You did uh, a lot of ministry with your husband in uh, after you've raised your family yeah. and and uh, the Lord called you into ministry. He um, he became a an, uh, he was the first native chaplain yes. um, in New Brunswick. Yeah. And uh, can you tell us about that? Yes, uh, my husband and I used to work with the prisons ministry, Bridges of Canada, and um, uh, we used to go into the prisons and and share with the prisoners. And we had many good experiences there. Uh, it it was actually like you go to minister to them, but they minister to you. And if you if you uh, can right. imagine, you know. Yeah. And. Um, we just uh, we found so many different people that was hurting in there, and they didn't have any answers. And when we went in, of course, Venus, you you went with us, and and Martin and Sue, and different and John and Nancy Henry, and we all went into and did ministry together. And we used to love to do that because it was just um, a wonderful thing to be able to to uh, be a witness to some of those people. And they would come to us afterwards and ask questions, and and we would try and you know answer from from the Word of God, you know. But one time, uh, sometimes we would share in there, and we would even do a little singing. And I remember, uh, I thought to myself, I thought, oh, Lord, what would you want me to say to, to these people? Mm-hmm. And he said, 
tell them I love them. Mm. And I thought, that's a powerful message, right? He said, tell them I love them. Like, that's the message the world needs to hear. Because the world's hurting. There's people out there that are hurting. And they have no place to go. They don't know. They do have a place to go, but they don't know. That's exactly And we have to show them that way. And we tell them that he loves them. And it doesn't matter if there are, some people are not in, in a prison in where there's bars, but they're in prisons in their mind. That's absolutely right. And, uh, and they need to have that same message, that God loves them. And so many people feel they're not good enough, and we're not. But you know what? We serve a God that's good. He doesn't save us before, because we're good. He saves us because he's good. Amen. He loves us, huh? Amen. He loves us enough to die for us. And you know, um, I read a verse the other day. I was praying, and this verse came to me. Um, and it was about, it's, in the, it's actually in the New Testament, where we would talk about, um, it's actually a Christmas story, we read it. And it's, it's uh, here's a verse, it's in Luke chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And that was what stood out to me. It shall be to all people. And that doesn't matter what nationality we are, what age we are. It doesn't matter who we are. God said it was to all people. Mm. He came for all people. That's right. So that's, that, to me, that, that includes everybody in the world. And I thought how powerful that was. So it doesn't matter what race or tongue, or no matter what our status, where we live, if we're rich or poor, it doesn't matter. It's for all people. It's wonderful to know that it includes every person that we've, we know or don't know. Yeah, that's right. Different, different people from all over. Yeah. And you know, God loves the man that's laying on the street, I always say. Uh, in his own vomit, as much as he loves me or the minister of any church or the minister of any government. God loves that man just as much, or that woman that's in that state. He loves them just as much. He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he's good. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's, that's, that's our God, eh? That's our God. And people need to know that because they, people have the wrong concept sometimes, you know. And I know sometimes people mean well and they communicate things in a religious respect. Yeah. But religion's not what it's about. It's about Jesus Christ. Yeah. We could discuss religion yeah. for a whole day or a week, but knowing the love of God is different. Yeah. Having that personal relationship yeah. with him. Yeah, that's right. Again, that's relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah. You and your husband had a motor home, <laughs> and it left every summer. Where did it go? We would go to Saskatchewan, and sometimes we'd end up in British Columbia, because <clears throat> Don had relatives there, and we also did some ministry there, too. So we traveled, and we would go to uh, the prairies in Saskatchewan, <clears throat> excuse me, and we would uh, we would go to different places uh where there would be tent meetings and things among the First Nations people. 
and we traveled a lot over all over Saskatchewan and some in British Columbia. We was up into Prince George. Did you ever and go over around the Cody Reserve or anything? Well, we was right next door to it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, with uh, Alan Carroll's soup. Yeah. Um, but no, we were we did a lot of ministry there, and we we loved doing that too. And of course. We would also help out with projects. Uh, they, they were sometimes we just helped them with things around because they they had a Christian school there and and at Allen and Carroll, um, Almond Tree Ministries, and they um, we used to go there and help them. They they'd do some building. They had to put a a ramp on the church for wheelchairs, and Don helped build that, and uh, the Allen's son-in-law helped as well. And then I would help them paint and stain or whatever they had to do too. We would just work away there and <laughs> make meals for the fellows that was working or whatever we could do. Or and then we'd end up on the weekend going maybe to uh, we used to go to prison ministries there with Alan and Carol as well. And we used to um, go to different just just for different places and even some pl- people visit somebody in the hospital. Maybe they'd be sick and they want you to pray for them. So it wasn't just preaching. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, as you know, some people think, I used to think when I was a kid that that's the only ministry there was, as a preacher. Yeah. But I've learned that uh, that's uh, probably on the bottom of the rung. <laughs> I think there's a lot of ministries that are done that uh, that never gets behind a pulpit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing for people like me who or behind them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry about but that. But people have actually said, you know, the, the people that actually had impact on people were the people that rolled up their sleeves and got involved, mm-hmm. not necessarily... Yeah, that's right. The preacher behind the pulpit. I that's mean, it's right. important, but... Yeah, yeah just uh, sometimes just uh, just showing people that you care about them is that's a ministry, you know, in itself. God takes the small things oh, yeah. and uses them. Yes, he does. What what amazes me is uh, your husband was a mason. Yes. And he worked all his life, and then he retired. And then he laid bricks or something. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, that kind uh, of mason. <laughs> in 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 their in their home, in their home, they have this fireplace, and Donnie did that. He oh, okay. he made the fireplace and. And is it's beautiful, and he retired. And the interesting that I part about all that is that he worked hard all his life, and then now he retired, and God picked him up, he and his wife, and took them into full time ministry, whether it was prison or First Nations people. Mm-hmm. But they were willing to go wherever God mm-hmm. led them, and that's exactly yeah. what they did as husband and wife. Yes, and we always enjoyed it too. Yes, it was a pleasure. We just we just enjoyed doing it, and, and we used to talk about people that didn't know the Lord, and we would say, you know, or, or somebody that just they wouldn't seem to be excited. And I said, "Well, I don't know." I said, "This is the most exciting thing I can ever think of doing." I said, "I just like I said, we're just like always busy and and always thinking about things that you know need to be done, and and we enjoy it so much." I said, "I don't know." How if how anyone else is having any fun? <laughs> Not because, boring. Eh? No, it wasn't boring at all. <clears throat> we enjoyed it. I remember him saying too that when he goes into a community or into a neighborhood or something, he doesn't necessarily bring his big Bible no. because he just wants to show people that he cares and is really there for them. Not necessarily to bring mm-hmm. some kind of religious message per se, but. Yep. 
more yeah. talking about yeah. Christ and yeah. and that kind of thing. Is that me? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's um, that's a, a, an awesome ministry just to just to care about others. You know, that's uh, that's the thing. That's what the ministry is about: is others. That's why Jesus yeah. came, right? Right. It was about others. Yeah. Now you're in a different stage in your life. Uh, your husband has gone home to be with the Lord, and and that's all our desire someday is that we're going to see Jesus. And now that you're a widow, uh, what encouragement would you have for those that have lost their mates? Um just to um, a word of uh, encouragement or I know that uh, sometimes words are not enough to comfort someone who who uh, just lost mate and, and uh, I wouldn't know that feeling I'm not married but you've spent your whole life with someone and you grew old together and now he's gone home and mm. you're still here but I know your job is not done yet yeah well uh, for me I I can uh, say what I done what I chose to do was to get to just draw closer to God that was what I determined in my heart and uh, and to do his will whatever that is and I believe that we, if we uh, pray with that thought in mind, that God sends people to us, and uh, I have a bit of a networking uh, presently of, of different uh, folks that I know. Uh, some of them are widows, uh, some are not, and um, and I I find myself uh, like I keep their phone numbers handy, and and sometimes they call me, and sometimes I call them, and we just I talk and we encourage each other and uh, talk about the Bible to them, and you know. Um, I, I remember when when this first happened uh, it was shortly after someone said something to me about about uh, uh, still serving the Lord and I thought well what else would you do and uh, I said I sort of felt like the uh, disciple in the Bible he said he, Peter he said are you going to leave me too Peter and he said where would else would I go he said exactly. you have yeah. the words to eternal life right yep. so so I chose to to follow the one that has the words to eternal life. And the thing is, is that when we accept Christ into our heart, He comes in and lives with us, and we have that person living inside of us. And 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 sometimes we we don't seem to acknowledge that. It's like like we we pray the prayer, but we don't seem to really believe what we've actually said. That you know, knowing that He comes to live within us, right? So, I think if we can get a grip on that, it'll help us to do to always know that we're not alone. Mm. He said, "I'll never leave you nor forsake you." And I think that's the difference between what I like learned at the very beginning. I, I thought that I had to stop doing certain things, stop going different places. But then after a while, I, after hearing other people share and everything and mm -hmm. looking in the Bible and going right. to church, I, um, I realized that it wasn't about me. Yeah. It was actually God in me, right? That's right. That yeah. makes the whole difference. Absolutely. And you know, when I get up in the morning, almost every morning I pray, and I ask the Lord, I put on his armor. You know, mm -hmm. the Lord's got armor for his, for his people. In Ephesians and, 6. Yes, and it's called the armor of God. Well, what more solid armory could you have on, right? 
So I it's, uh, I know this is not the order of it, but this uh, is how I see it. And I he said the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and that breastplate of righteousness has a couple of stones in it, and one is uh, one is of love, and one is faith. And then I put on the, the girdle of truth about your loins. Jesus Christ is truth, and his word is truth. And my feet shod with the gospel of peace. And taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, the, 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 that the Spirit provides. And above all, holding high, high the shield of faith mm. against all the fiery darts of the enemy. And there is a lot of darts. Mm. And we'll need the shield most of the time. What kind of what kind of darts do you think you've had in your life? Or well, sometimes our darts come right from in, within our own household. Uh huh. Right. Very and they're possible. probably the most painful ones. The closer you are to somebody, the yep. the more something hurts. That's right. And we never know where the darts are going to come from. The enemy tries to shoot thoughts in our minds too. You know, he'll he'll tell us something that's that's a lie. He'll lie to you, and we have to remember and realize that that is from the enemy. A lot of it's totally negative, right? Yes, certainly. Uh, evil thoughts, or, or or something, even like he'll even try to tell us uh, things uh, to discourage us in the walk with Christ. But yep. we know he's a liar. He was a liar from the start. Hmm. It's true. And we have to be aware of that. And he does try to, the Bible says not to be ignorant to Satan and his devices. Mm -hmm. And he has many because he's had, uh, with mankind, he's had 6,000 years of experience. So he's, he's, he knows all the tricks, right? A lot more than we've had or we've been around. That's right. But then we know that the Bible says greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. So we know that our God is more powerful and greater than the enemy. And when we come right down to it, Satan was created by God. That's right. So he can't be That's right. God. No. That's right. And he's only having he's just having a heyday here, but it's unfortunate that so many people are fooled by him because they'll they some people uh, don't realize that he's he's after their soul and he hates them because they're made in the likeness of God. And mm -hmm. he hates anything that's, that's anything to do with God because God said he'd make man his likeness. I guess he, he tries to attack us or to get us off track to Christians, right? That's right. So we forget. Yeah. Forget, forget about how God is with us. That's right. And you know, that's why we got to be, we got to make the decision to be faithful to pray and to read his word. So when, he, when we read his word, it's God talking to us. And when we pray, it's us talking to God. Those two are. They go hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We pray sometimes individually and sometimes in a group. Yes, that's right. We need to be faithful because that's where that's our spiritual food, that word of God. You see, if you if you went all week and just had one meal, I mean physically, you'd be pretty weak by the time the next week the next meal come in seven days. And that's what some people do. They go to church on Sunday and they feed the spiritual man once a week. And and we can't live like that. We have to have a spiritual food every day. And the Word of God is where we get our spiritual food. Yes. So you read, um, you read the Word every day? I read it many times a day. Oh, that's good. That's good. You, 
you you must find a lot of uh, comfort and peace in that. Yes, I do. I find comfort and peace for myself and could share it with others if they would want to hear it. Well, that's what we're uh, we're doing right now, sharing what we've learned with uh, yeah. other people. I think of so many people. There's so many people that are in turmoil and trouble, and I I know there I know what the the answer is. I know the need. What the what would change that for them? And I I think you know I I it, it bothers me. Like I know that truth, and I'm thankful I know it. But I wish that some way you communicate them. But the Bible says not everybody has ears to hear and their eyes to see. And that's a sad part. So if, if someone fits that category, it might be good if they pray that God would open their eyes and their ears so that they can hear his word. And we can pray for them too, right? Certainly. Certainly. You've been an encouragement because every time we, we sit and talk, the scripture always seems to come up. And you're always quoting scripture, and that is uh, just an encouragement to me because we know then where your heart is. Yep. It's in the Word of God, and it's and it's mm. in scripture. And uh, I know that you've walked with your husband for many years, and you served with him for many years, and now the Lord has has given you a ministry. And uh, I think that's not. I think I know that that's bringing forth the word of god and whom you come across and you have different people whom are a major part of your life whether it's friends or someone new and even even this podcast uh scripture is is a major part of your life uh you breathe scripture and that is an inspiration not only to me but to whom will be listening that's right you bring the Word of God to life by speaking it. Oh, I love the Word. <laughs> I do. I love the Word of God. Do you have a favorite verse or oh, one favorite or many favorite verses? Well, I guess the one with the one I had quoted earlier about the Word of the Lord being a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway. That is definitely one of my favorite verses. There's another one too. Sometimes it comes pops up, and I, it's uh, the one that says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord helps him through them all. Mm. That's Psalms 34:19. So, just so you know, and and there is afflictions. We we do have affliction, but you know, God is a good God, and He said that He He reigns. It falls on the just and on the unjust. He's pretty fair God, eh? He He lets it fall on the unjust as well, and lets them enjoy the rain, and all the blessings that we get from the rain. You know. And God is so good, and, and, and he ministers to people in ways they don't even know. Like, even in scenery and the, the nature around us, God created, created all of that. And he created it for our pleasure. Mm -hmm. And he ministers, he talks to people through, even through nature, if they, would, if they could acknowledge and see it. I know God's used nature in my life a lot. Mm. That's one thing that kept me very, uh, wow. very much on the... If I was on the right path, it, it kept me mm. close to the right path. Yeah, right? to see God in the nature. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. He created all things, you know, and there's nothing made that wasn't made by him. You know something, you even take everything around you, it doesn't matter what it is, God created it. Because he made the man that created all this, all the uh, inventions and things, Yeah. and 
and he created the, everything that they made come out of the, the earth. They had, had to mine it, and then, like, I know that God gave them the wisdom, too, to, to do all that. So everything we got comes from God. Did Don do some handcraft work, or just did he do uh, carpentry work? Or No, Don was a bricklayer. Yeah. That was what his profession was, but he was really a jack of all trades. He could he could uh, fix machinery and trucks and cars. I mean, Don was a mechanic, and uh, he also he built he made baskets. He was a okay, basket maker. Yeah. Yes, and he the made ash some, baskets. Yes, that's right. He made he used to pound that all out and uh, and make the ash baskets. He made fiddlehead baskets, and uh, <laughs> of course, I guess in the Maritimes, that's <laughs> we have the fiddleheads. I think they grow in a lot of places, but people aren't aware of it sometimes. But um, and then he made different types of baskets. So he was. That was one thing in his community. He was known for his yeah. fiddlehead baskets. Is that right? And that. Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. So that mm. just shows, uh, again, that what you said, right? Mm. That uh, there's a lot of people that can make beautiful things, right? Mm-hmm. It's because basically someone made us. That's right. And all our wisdom comes from God. Yep. It all comes... And, and you know, even, even doctors and... Uh, that, that, that do operations and things and that wisdom that God gives them to perform that operation that all comes from God everything this has been a broadcast of Arrowhead Radio a ministry of Arrowhead Native Bible Center you can follow us on Instagram at ANBC underscore NCEM look for a new episode next week wherever you find your favorite podcasts podcasts